1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. Hello, and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker. And Denard, today has not been ideal, to say the least. The Titans did not show up for this one, and they got trounced And what ended up being a 41 to 35 point loss to the Cleveland Browns. It was just one of those games to where the Titans didn't show up. They gave up the most points they gave up 38 points in the first half, which is a franchise record. It was bad. We'll we'll break it down. Hopefully try to look for some things moving forward to get a little bit more optimistic because this game didn't really have a whole lot of that. I mean, I know the Titans did come back. Denard, before we get into that, I do want to ask, how how you doing, man? Do you have a good day outside of the game?
1: Man, I had a great day. I, I can't complain. The weather was great. It wasn't too cold. Other than watching this game today, it was very disappointing. But again, you can always take something from a negative and make it into a positive. So I think that's the way I will approach this podcast tonight, buddy.
0: Okay, that's not a not a bad way to do it. And before we get started, I would like to say that Believe in Titans is presented by BetOnline.ag. The NFL season, we're in full swing here. And you might not be at the game this year, but you can still get in on all the action at BetOnline. I'm not going to lie, I did not do so hot today or yesterday for uh, bets. Uh, the Vols, they really screwed me over. And then the Titans today, I, I felt confident we were going to walk away with a win. That didn't happen. So here we are. But, hey, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. I will say I did take the over for the Titans game, so I at least came out there. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And with that, I will ask, do you believe... And Titans fans actually might not be believing all that well in the team as we speak. Denard, before we get into this game, I do want to say that some news had happened uh, Wednesday that was kind of kept under the radar at first and and came out over the weekend. But Tennessee, edge rusher, outside linebacker, Jadavion Clowney did have season-ending knee surgery. So looks as though his time with the Titans has come to an end. I do not expect the, the Titans to retain him for next season. And it's really frustrating when you go back and you look at the hype kind of going in. Because, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I thought he was going to be a really big difference maker on the defensive side of the ball. There were a couple of games where he showed up. I mean, as far as a, just being a presence, but never, never registered a sack. It just was not the match made that we thought it was going to be. We did not get to see that reuniting spark that was hopeful with having Jadavion Clowney and Mike Vrabel back together, and also, I mean, him and Vic Beasley, the two edge rushers you bring in, just not not good for J. Rob in that aspect. But Titans uh, definitely at this point look to draft an edge rusher high, if 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 I'm making the calls, or go find somebody in free agency that can actually get the job done. But with that said, Denard, we'll go ahead and transition into this game. Where as I started the show off, the Titans ended up losing 41 to 35. Cleveland had 38 at the at the end of the first half, they scored on every single possession they had in the first half, which included a 27-yard field goal, a two-yard touchdown pass, uh, and a one-yard touchdown pass to an offensive tackle. They then had, after the Titans had a really good play from Ryan Tannehill to Corey Davis to get it to 17 to seven. The next play, Donovan's people Jones a 75-yard touchdown, and then Rashard Higgins a 17-yard touchdown. And then Nick Chubb at the end of the, like with a minute left in the second, uh, one yard run to give a 38 to seven lead going into the half. And it was all sorts of bad from the start. Denard, just to get us going, though, what do you take away from this performance? Your general thoughts as a one is just as a former player, like how do you rebound after this?
1: Well, first of all, you have to learn from it, and then you got to put it behind you. You know, that's just the route that you have to take if you want to be successful in this league. You're going to have some bad days. Unfortunately, that's just the way this business is. Every week, you guys hear me say this. There's no disparity in the National Football League among all 32 teams. And each week when you step on that field, I don't care what the record, you can be one in eight, one in nine. Um, Again, you always have a chance. You just don't know what team is going to show up that day. You don't know what mental approach they will take uh, coming into that game. And today, Cincinnati, I mean, Cincinnati, I'm thinking Cincinnati because it looked like the Cincinnati game, but it's actually Cleveland. And Cleveland came in, basically, they done heard everybody talk about how they are the worst 8-3 team in the National Football League. They've only played. Yep, I said it too. I said it too. I called them out just like you did and basically they have have heard everybody talk about they haven't beaten just one team, and that's Indy with a winning record, and they basically went through the NFC East. Well, who hasn't done that? They don't have a team in the NFC East with a winning record. They've heard all of that. So what they did is they came out and said, you know what, we're all we got, and we're going to Nashville, and we're going, as Miles Garrett said, we're not afraid, and we're going to go into this game hoping, not just hoping to win, but we're going into this game anticipating to win this football game, and that's exactly what they did today.
0: Yeah, Denard, uh, one of the questions I wanted to kind of ask you, I mean, Titans, obviously, when they go back and they look at this, well, I guess before I get into that question, I would say you talk about the AFC North. Um, Titans won in three against North this year. The only win was an overtime win against the Ravens. So uh, I think the Titans are happy to be done with that division for the year. And Now, again, in, in the playoffs, uh, there's a chance they could face the Steelers again, the Browns again, or even uh, the Ravens still have an outside shot, but yeah, it's just not been good whenever you're looking at playing that division this year, so I mean, you take that division out, Titans are 7-1 and one on the year, so um, really does go to show, like, sometimes it's just weird how how things play themselves out, but... With this game, Denard, it's one of those where I wanted to ask you: Did you all ever have situations where the coach was just like, "I'm not even going to show the film"? It's like we're just going to burn it and move on because it it just it was so frustrating. It was just nothing was really clicking.
1: Yeah, you know what? It, it depends on the coach, and it depends on his mentality towards the game. You know, sometimes coaches, and I've I've, I've actually had a coach in high school uh, that I have the utmost respect for. Uh, one time, and I'm not going to go back, but uh, we had got blown away. We had a really good team my sophomore year, and we was playing our rival uh, school, in North Garland. Give a shout out to the Raiders. And I tell you what, it was a game that we felt like we were going to get. Unfortunately, when we stepped on the field, we were evenly matched. We got blown out. You know, we we absolutely got blown out from the time that we. Uh, I mean, actually, at warm up, I think the game was already over. And then all of a sudden, he did something that I never, I never thought coach poe would he would do he said listen we just got our coach you know it wasn't that you guys got outplayed i've never heard a coach say that before we just absolutely got our coach today and sometimes coaches they have to take responsibility um, for their play calling and the way that they basically you know put their team in position uh, either to win or succeed and today they uh, win or today." They just were out coach. I mean, if you look at the game plan, uh, it didn't work. And I start with the first series of the game. Well, actually, the second series when the offense came on the field and it was a third and one. And instead of just lining up and just got a six foot three, 240 pounds, some plus back. Why don't you just go and just run the ball right up the gut like you've been doing all season long? Unfortunately, when you get cute and you try to take a six foot one, two hundred and seventy-four pound offensive lineman, Aaron Brewer, and run him across field on a third and short, and you you're not able to convert, and then on a fourth and one, you're not able to get one yard. Well, you deserve to lose. And that's exactly what happened today.
0: Yeah, whenever you go back to that play, it was very frustrating because one, after they ran that play, and again, like I know some fans have kind of been frustrated at times when Arthur Smith does try to get cute. You knew they were going to go for it on fourth down, but it's like if you know you're in that situation, just run it twice. Just get the new set of downs and go from there. And I mean, like the the end of the first half was 38 to seven, Cleveland. At the second half, Titans did outscore them 28 to three. Denard, do you think more of that was the Titans had really? I think on the offense side of the ball, they definitely made some adjustments to go against the Cleveland's defense. But do you think Cleveland just tried to get conservative at that point, just try to get out of that out of the game at that point?
1: Yeah, because they basically took their foot off the pedal in the second half. And I just think Tennessee, uh, it it looked like they were mounting a comeback, but I I just don't see it that way. This game was over at the first half. I'm sorry. When you give up 38 points and a half, uh, you don't deserve to win the game. That's just the way it is in this league. And basically, they were basically manhandled in the first half. Uh, In particular, let me just go back. And I don't want to talk about stats. Now, when they ran that trick play, when Tennessee ran it and they were not able to convert on the third and short and then come back on the fourth and one, and Derek wasn't able to get that one yard, what did you see Cleveland did? What did they do in the next series? They came back and said, hey, I'm going to show you how a trick play is supposed to be run. Okay? You remember when he –
0: Yeah, they let Jarvis Landry throw it. Yeah,
1: Jarvis Landry's throw. He hands it to Nick. Nick pitches it to Jarvis on a third and two, and then he throws it to Baker for the third and two. I
0: I didn't think that was BS for calling a – Roughing the passer on a wider seat. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. That, you know, and that, that's a tiki-tac call. But one of the things that I love about Kevin Stefanski was he said, listen, if you're going to run a play in the middle of the field, don't run it with an offensive lineman, okay? Don't do it. You do that in the red zone like when we got y'all the second time. <laughs> what we yeah. did, we take a we took a page out of your playbook. Do it with your skill, guys. It never works in the field. That's what made me mad. I'm sitting there saying to myself, Why? On a third and one, how many times have you have you saw a game where you've seen a lineman in the field of play, not in the red zone? You see, typically, linemen, they'll catch passes in the red zone, which is on like on the goal line, like how what happened on this this third series of the game when they went up seventeen to zero. Where I want to shout out to the big lineman, my man, uh what's his name, uh, Lamb. Kendall Lamb? Did yeah. you see that? So what happens is wide open, wide open, and what happened? is it was like a trickle down effect you know it's just like they when they responded after that play when it was 17 to zero they come back they score seven then they give up the 75 yard bomb uh to donovan people's jones you can't do that so every time that this it's just like they didn't have an answer for cleveland cleveland was much faster They played at a much better tempo, much faster tempo today on offense and defense. Their special teams didn't have to do anything today. I mean, basically, they didn't. I mean, it was an absolutely deplorable performance by the Titans. You cannot win like that in this league. And first of all, it starts with the play calling. I think on that first series by our offense, when you ran a trick play, I just don't believe in running trickery you got to sometimes go get it. I can't stand when coaches, they get too cute. That's what happens. When you get too cute, then that's what happens. You end up paying for it at the end of the day. So that, to me, kind of set the tone for the rest of the day.
0: No, it was definitely a very questionable decision, and I know Titans fans are going to look back on that, and really just the first quarter, because I think if the first quarter gets off to a much better start, you don't have such a trickle-down effect for how the second quarter took place. I hate to say it, Denard, like, I mean, this team, I still expect them to make the playoffs, but there's no way they can win the Super Bowl whenever they play like they do defensively. Their third down numbers are still atrocious. You get against some of these better quarterbacks, they're just going to pick you apart. Like, I think Baker Mayfield's an average quarterback in the NFL. And, but, I mean, if you're having to play Big Ben again, you're having to go up against Patrick Mahomes, who is on pace to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, these types of quarterbacks, I even think if you let Josh Allen have another opportunity I mean, he's he's going to be able to do something. I mean, like, it's just very infuriating. Does just see how this team's defense handles third downs? And I mean, it was ten of sixteen, but I'm pretty sure for the first half it was like nine of nine yeah, of like twelve seven or something. Third down I, yeah. In the it's first just half. it was, that was a number, but it was yeah. it was just bad defense bad defense just they had guys wide open left and right i personally i mean you, you feel free to disagree i think they definitely need to go out and get a defensive coordinator who can can put the team in better situations because it's one thing where like you see players close and they're able to make opportunities but i just don't really see a lot of our guys around their defenders at times they're able to just kind of the offense is just being the opposing team's offense is just out coaching our defense like that that's how i see it if i'm wrong please correct me but I feel they need to go out and find a proven defensive coordinator to come in here and call this defense. Because even I, I like Mike Vrabel as a head coach, but even during his time as a defensive coordinator, statistically he wasn't very good. He had one of the worst defenses in the National Football League uh, at, in his time in Houston. So that's just my take on it.
1: Yeah, well, it's well you you said it correctly. I mean, everything you said was true. Listen, I I, I want to point this out because. You know, I'm not a big stat guy, and you don't have to be in this league because sometimes it just comes down to just going out and getting it, you know, getting it done. And they didn't do it today. But I want to, I want to point this out, and this is very important: is T.O.P. Time of Possession. Now, think about it. This is a very easy math problem, and I was thinking about this earlier today. You get four 15-minute quarters, right? Correct. So it's a 60-minute game. Do you know that in the first half? Think about this. The time of possession between Cleveland and Tennessee, it it literally it baffled me when I saw this. For the first half, the they had the ball twenty one yeah. minute and twelve seconds. Twenty one minutes in the first, you will not. You know what that that basically that does? It demoralizes a defense. It tires a unit out. Number one, for an offense, that means you're off that the opposing team offense is able to sustain drives. If you sustain drives in this league, it gives you a chance to do what? Score points. And you wonder why they score 38 points. How many points did the Titans, how, excuse me, in time of possession in the first half of Tennessee? They had the ball nine minutes and 28 seconds. Do you understand how a defense for a defense, that basically is saying one defense is typically on the field from the start to the finish in the first half, and the other defense, and I've been, I played in a game like that against, Cincinnati in 1998 we played 15 snaps I kid you not and Greg Williams was literally hollering at the defense to go in the end zone and just go run to stay warm because we were just sitting there because the offense had the ball the whole game pretty much the whole half so you can see why Cleveland was moving around on defense so much they was ready to play our defense looked tired they were a step behind all day long and if you look at listen I hate this point this out but this Cleveland organization today, I mean, they hit some milestones. I mean, think about it. They scored 38 points at halftime. That's the most points that they scored in franchise history. You imagine? And think about it. Think about this. Baker joined some elite groups. Think about this. I want to give you a question. I want to—I got a question for you. He's, he passed for four TDs and a half today. You think about all the great quarterbacks that have played that have came through uh, that Browns organization. There's only one quarterback in Browns organization that has been able to do that. Who do you think that quarterback was?
0: He's probably some guy that played like back before the 1970s, before people even paid attention. (laughs) Like, I, cause like that's, I mean, like, am I close? Like, yes. Like what year? Like 1950 something probably.
1: uh, uh, 1951. Okay. He's a hall of famer. Probably one of the greatest quarterbacks in Browns history, Otto Graham, mm, the yeah. great Otto, Hall, Hall of Famer, and the. It, I mean, it was just. And then again, it, there was these numbers today that I kept going through, and I kept reading, and I just I hate to get into this, but I think about what the number nine meant in the first half. What does that mean to you, the number nine, if you're a Browns fan?
0: I couldn't tell you, Denard. Actually, I'm. I'm stumped Nine
1: different players. Nine different players touched the ball in the first half. You imagine not you you can imagine he was distributing the ball to nine different guys. So basically it was like everybody was free today, Davey. I mean everybody was open. I mean when you can when you're a quarterback and you can distribute the ball to nine different players over the course of a half, I mean that that's just momentum. That's what you want cuz you can't key on one guy. Yeah.
0: It's hard to stop that whenever they're able to spread the ball that well. I just I'm frustrated like the the one guy I thought had a great performance for the Titans was Corey Davis and you know I am happy for him. I know it's it's been a difficult year for him as far as like losing his brother. And when you go though in the, even though the Titans didn't pick up his option for his fifth year, I mean, he's he's just making a case for why he's going to get paid and it's looking as though he's going to be making enough for the market's going to be enough. I don't think the Titans are going to be able to bring him back, but he had 11 receptions for 182 yards on 12 targets and one touchdown. Like, that's really good. And AJ Brown, I don't, I don't know what it is, but he has had some difficult issues holding onto the football as of late. Whether it's a drop, fumble, I mean, you kind of name it. Fortunately, Michael Pruitt picked up his fumble and ran it in the end zone. But, man, I just, I, I'm not out on this team by any stretch of the imagination. But I just don't see how, if the defense plays like they do, you can make a postseason run. Like your offense, I. I kind of talk about it, like, 30's been the number for the Titans. If they can score at least 30, they'll they'll win the game. Well, I mean, today, after what we saw, like, no offense is going to be able to score every possession, which is basically what the Browns did. Uh, so if you're the Titans, you're kind of, you're up Creek without a paddle in that regards. And, I mean, I do feel bad for Tannehill. His one interception hit, Adam Humphrey's right in the hands. I don't think he's yeah. back yet. Like, uh, I think they probably got him out of concussion protocol too soon. But, I mean, if he catches that, like, yeah, there's still a chance. I know it came down to an onside kick there at the end. We got fortunate. Baker fumbled on fourth and one, and Vaccaro runs it all the way back to about the 17-yard line or, or whatever it was. But, I mean, you, you at least didn't quit, which is a good sign. But at the end of the day, it, it doesn't really matter if you don't quit whenever you put yourself in such a hole to begin with.
1: Yeah, it, it, like I said before, you know, you can always tell, in at least in my opinion, the first – really the first two or three series of a game, how um, that day is going to go for that, that team or that opposing team. We saw that last week in Indy. Uh, that, this team, and I'm talking about Tennessee, they came out. They were ready. They were on fire. And basically they sent a message to the Colts is we're coming for you today. And it's going to be a ground and pound. It's going to be an ugly day. Get ready. Buckle your chin straps. You know, Tighten up these little shoulder pads that they have today. And get ready for a slugfest. Uh, that wasn't the case today, and I usually point that to the coaches. A lot of times, a lot of times, guys, players, they get criticized so much, and a lot of times it's the head coach that gets criticized a lot because you're the head coach. But today, I just I feel like this team was out coach I think sometimes, and, and again, that's just the way it is in this league. So when you lose. You have to be able to take the criticism. So be honest, be transparent with yourself. This is a team, and not to to all the Titans fans, listen. They're 8-4. and They're still first in the division, okay? You got Jacksonville coming up next week. You travel down to Florida. You got the Lions coming to town. And the way that you get this taste out of your mouth is you take your frustrations out on Jacksonville and Detroit. And you get back on track. That's just the way this game is. You're going to have some games where unfortunately you're going to lay an egg. I hate to say that, but that's just the nature of this business. It happens. We've, hey, Cleveland, great team, but they've laid some eggs this year. But you know what? It's how you respond. It's how you respond to adversity that would determine how far you go, um, you know, through the season. You know, if you make it to the playoffs, it's a new season. So what you want to do now is to make sure that you're clicking on all cylinders. And if you're not, then just continue to correct and fight through those times. And if you can do that, that will always give you a chance to be successful in this league.
0: Yeah, Denard, I'm kind of glad you turned the attention towards what's coming up. Fortunately for the Titans, and again, like it is any given Sunday, we found that out today. We found that out against Cincinnati earlier in the season. But you do face the 1-11 Jaguars, but that is a rivalry game. Right now the Lions looking like it's coming out with the Titans being a seven point favorite to start out. But if you take care of these next two games against the Titans or sorry, the Jags and then the, the Lions, you get yourself to ten and four, and then you got a primetime game on Sunday night football against the Packers, the couple of days after Christmas. And then if you if you can do something there, if you get to eleven and five, twelve and four or well, if you get to twelve and four, you're you're in the playoffs. You went out like they're gonna be dancing. But 11 and 5, even 10 and 6, there's a good opportunity to make the playoffs at that point, especially with the seven seeds for the playoffs this season. So, but I'm, I'm with you. You got to turn your attention to the Jaguars. And even though they're 1 and 11, they took the Minnesota Vikings to overtime today. Mike Glennon looked pretty good getting that nod for Jacksonville. And the Lions, after they fired Matt Patricia, they came out, they were down pretty big against the Bears, rallied against them. So these teams are still kind of fighting, they're still playing for something. Now, for the Jaguars, you're at least in that category, even though the players aren't going to tank. But, I don't know, maybe you get some calls up top from management being like, guys, we don't want to fall out of uh, where we're at for the draft. We're still in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I was hoping the Jaguars won today. If They would have beat them then the Jets lost again. So, hopefully, it gets to the point where the Jets get Trevor Lawrence and not the Jags. But, either way, the Jags looks like they're going to be fighting for a quarterback in the top five this year. Uh, but, but, yeah, you just got to turn your attention forward come back, show show these other teams, and I just want to see the third down defense get better. That's just what infuriates me so much. It's like third and 12, and it's like for most teams, you're like, all right, this should be like a simple play to make. And then the opposing team just has somebody w- running wide open and gets the first down like it's nothing. So I need to see the Titans make some moves there. And, I mean, Denard, we'll, we'll talk about it. You mentioned it with the Titans right now. They do still have the nod over the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Fortunately, the Jaguars' one win over the Colts is the reason the Titans currently have the tiebreaker. The Titans have a better record in division games. So if the Titans can beat the Jaguars and the Texans and finish with the same record as the Colts, the Titans will have the tiebreaker over them and be hosting a playoff game. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And I guess, Denard, before we go, i ask you, you got any closing thoughts? I know this is not one that's... uh, it's it's left a bad taste in Titans fans' mouth, so.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Last year this team went to the AFC Championship with a record of nine and seven. A lot of that basically was the way that they played down the stretch. And they went in to Foxboro. They beat the Patriots. They took care of the best team in football last year, the Ravens, who had a fourteen and two record, went down there, took care of business, and they played the Chiefs pretty much uh until what few minutes left in the fourth quarter. So think about it like this. It's all about this, the way that the, this league works is about generating momentum down the stretch. And you want to be able to take that into the playoffs. And I still think this team has a lot of momentum uh, that they still have left in the tank. Listen, it was just a bad day. You have those, unfortunately. But I do believe in this team. I think they will respond. They will go to Jacksonville. I do believe they will take care of business. And when they do that and get back on track, uh, play the way that they're capable of playing, I still think this is the team to beat other than Kansas City. I think we're looking at a matchup last year. Kansas City, Tennessee, winner goes down to Raymond James Stadium to represent the AFC. And I still believe that the Titans will be that team this year. They just got to continue to uh, fight through this fight through this adversity, and when if they're able to do that, this is a dangerous football team. And I'm going to take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence, by the way.
0: Okay. You're on record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I guess just to kind of close us out here, the Titans last year, they won five of their last seven down the stretch. Um, Titans now with with their last seven, you got four remaining. You're two and one in the last, so if you can find a way to uh, win three of the last four, You'll be in the same position, at least from a record standpoint, as you were last year. And you just can't, if you're the Titans, you can't get behind to where you have to take Derrick Henry out of the playbook like they did today. Whenever it's that bad, like you've got to go with a hurry-up offense, which is not where Derrick Henry thrives. So that's just one of those situations. You can't get behind the sticks like we did early on. But we will be back to talk. I guess I guess we'll be teaming up with the Believe in Jacks guys again. I'll I'll reach out yeah. to them. We'll see what we can get going there and hopefully bring you all another crossover show to kind of talk about that, get a little bit more idea of what the Jaguars are looking like at this point in the year, if if they will be able to give the Titans a good fight. But that is going to wrap it up for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. We will be back again next Thursday. But hey, you've been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available in all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com.